I mean John chapter 8, and then pull over there to uh, Ephesians chapter 1. John chapter 8, Ephesians chapter 1. I asked, uh, asked him to sing the song, This World is Not My Home, because that's what I'm preaching on tonight. This world is not my home. John chapter 8, here in John chapter 8, he, just, he had just forgiven the woman that was uh, been called in adultery. And he brings a lot out about himself. In fact, he, he, he said he is the light of the world. The fact that he is the son of God. He brings out the fact that before Abraham was, he said, I am. He brings out a lot of wonderful things about himself. But I'm interested in what he said in John chapter 8, verse 23. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. And get this, these, these two words. You are of this world. I am not of this world. He said, you are of this world, and I am not of this world. Ephesians chapter 1. Jesus said that, uh, there are, that they are from this world. And then he said, I am not of this world. I'm not from this world. So evidently there's two worlds. If it wasn't from this world, Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible has been speaking of what God has given us in Christ and what God has given Christ after he rose from the dead. Verse number 21, far above all principalities and the powers and might and dominions and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. Lord, just this uh, brief message, Lord, just help us open our minds and see the things that you need to show us, Father. And we'll praise you and give you the glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I just want to give you a little good news tonight. If you're saved like I am, if you're birthed from above like I am, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior like he's mine, let me give you some good news tonight this world is not your home amen, amen. preaching on it I, I i've lived here all my life my address is down here on the world but this world is not my home oh no if you might have been here all your life but this world is not in my home if you're born again this evening you have been birthed from above your residence may be currently right here in this world but it's not your permanent address this will not always be your home as a child of God. The Bible talks a lot about this world, the world. He talks about it. We have to understand how the Bible uses the word uh, world in a different uh, ways many times. In John chapter 3, verse uh, 16, he says, So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He ain't talking about the world system. He's not talking about the trees. He's not talking about mountains. He's not talking about the river. Oh, no. He denotes it later on that whosoever. He's talking about the people in the world. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. When John said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He ain't talking about trees, lakes, and rivers and stuff like it. He's talking about the mindset of this world. The messed up way this world acts, the messed up way this world talks, the messed up way this world looks and thinks, 
John said, don't love that. Here in the text and, and throughout the New Testament, it talks about this world. You say, this is this you say, is this the world he's talking about? He's talking about the mindset of the world. The way the world walks, the way the world uh, lives, the way the world acts, the way the world... Uh, Bible said you, you're not of this world. I used to be of this world. But one day I met somebody that gave me a citizenship to another world. And may I be, uh, be in the world, I may be in this world, but I am not in this world tonight. I, I got where well, I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Because it ain't home anymore. It's real easy, and, and, and I know because I, I'm just like a lot of you, you, it's real easy to get our eyes focused on the wrong places and, and start thinking, oh, this is all it is around here in this world. You go to work, your kids go to school, you try to pay your bills, you try to have a, a car, and you try to have your home, you try to all, all these things that's going on. It, it's, it's reasonable as you can do it. It's real easy to get to a place where this world consumes everything about you. It's easy for me, I know that. The world takes up all my attention. The world takes up all my time. It takes up all my enjoyment. It takes up my, all my waking hours. But tonight, do you realize if you're saved, the Bible said, set your affections on the thing above, not the things on the earth. Tonight, if you're saved tonight, somehow we uh, have to split our affections. I know we have to go to work. I know we have to provide. The Bible says man doesn't provide for his own house. Whole is worse than an infidel. I know we've got to do that. But somehow or another, our affection's got to be split between here and there. We have to do that. We're not living in this world. I'm not putting my treasures in this world. I am laying up my treasures in another world. I'm not spending my every waking hour spending time on something that is going to get burned up one of these days. This world is not my home. If it's your home tonight and you're claiming this is your home, well, you can have my part too. I don't want it. I'm not laying claim to anything down here. I have something in another world that I want to get to. There's something in another world that I'm longing for. I found there are a lot of things in this world that I just don't care for no more. I find that. I found that. Let me give you several of them before I get to the message, and we might be here for a while. I just find I can't. Uh, the, the cares of this world. I'm fed up with the cares of this world. Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. He also that receiveth seeds among the thorns, he is the heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness, riches choke the word, and become unfruitful. Jesus said the cares of this world can choke the word of God out of your life tonight. It can become unfruitful in your light. You can get so burdened down and cares in this world, it, it, it can choke you and hinder you uh, that the works of God in this world for your life will be hindered and closed down. 
You say, how is that possible? Well, let me explain it to you. You get up first thing in the morning like you should doing, grabbing that word of God, that, that sword, and you start reading that sword, and, and you get it into your life, and you get it in your mind, but as you go through the day, things will start happening, and you start getting a hold of things. Uh, it don't go right, and it seems like all the cares start to come after you, everyone after one after another. And as soon as you start focusing on those cares, you start losing the word of God that you just try to put in your life. It is very easy to get caught up in the cares of this world. The cares of this world can choke out the word of God in your life. You come here and some preaching, hear some preaching that stirs your heart. And you run to the altar and you ask God to help you or to apply it to your life. And immediately you walk out. It doesn't mean nothing to you no more. The cares and burdens of this life can choke out the word of God in your life. That's why the Bible says, casting all your cares for him, but he cares for you. And I have found that, that you really don't have to have a lot of cares to make your life miserable. It, it, just a little care. Can, can keep nagging at you, keep pulling at you. It, it brings a, a, to a place where it just keeps pulling at you. It wears you out. A care here, a care there. You, it just seems like just coming on you uh, just everywhere. It's those little cares I find that wears you out more than those big cares that you have come into. Those little cares are the ones that you got to be careful of because they can wear you out if you're not careful. Amen. The little cares. The little cares. Chase, come here. You're big and strong. You're healthy. Stick your hand out. Stick your hand out. All the way out like that. Hold that. Just. Oh, yes. See, see, he can hold that. You can make him move it up and down, side to side, side. Ain't no problem. Now, that's a little, this is a little care right here. Don't hand it back to me. I don't want it. You just stand right there and hold it. No, stand there and hold it. It's yours. Hold it right there. Don't go nowhere. Hold on to it. Don't move. It's those little cares at first when you get a hold of that little care, and, and it seems like I can handle it. I told you all this morning, we don't act to ask for help. We are hard-headed people. We tell people, I, don't, don't, uh, you can't do that. We don't, want, we don't want nobody helping us. We don't want anything. It's that little care that I say, I can hold on to it. I can, I can make it. I got it. I can do this. But as long as you carry that little care, that little care right there, his, his hands done start shaking already. It's all about ready to give out, ain't it? It gave out. See, it doesn't take long for a little care. You pull it from over here and pull it from over there. These little cares get carved down on it. It doesn't take long for that care to choke the Word of God that God is trying to plant in your life, to choke it out of your life this morning. Amen. I, I, I'm so fed up with the cares of this world. I'm tired of the cares of this world. That's why Jesus said, hey, cast, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Why, why would you care, carry those things when Jesus is telling us, hey, cast them on to me. I'll care them for you. Don't let it burden you down. Don't let it get you so stride up that you, don't, you forget about the word of God and you don't get nothing in your life done. Just cast it on to him, for he cares for you. I, I'm tired of the cares of this world. 
it'll start worrying out, start choking out. Some of us are carrying things of, uh, of life threatened. Some of carrying cancer. Be careful, it'll choke you out. The word of God out of your life. The devil will throw enough little cares into your life that get you off track. He will render the word of God in your life useless. And what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with that? We will cast them on the cares of Jesus. I'm through with the cares of this world. I'm through with the condemnation of this world. Matthew 13, 40 said, As therefore the taxes are gathered, tares are gathered, and burned in the fire, so shall it be at the end of this world. Do you realize this world is going to be destroyed tonight? Do you realize there's nothing in this world that's going to be here when God comes back? This world is condemned under the hand of an almighty God. This world ain't my home. This world is not where I'm staying forever. I'm getting off someday. I'm getting out of this world someday. This world is not my home. And I tell you what, we as Christians, we should not be conformed to this world. Romans 12, 2, you all know that. Be ye not conformed to this world, but ye transform by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. While you're living in this world, we're not to conform our mind to what the world thinks, how the world acts, if you're a child of God. And live your life totally in step with the world of you're not a child of God. You're to live contrary to what the world does. You're not to be conformed to what the world does. You're not to think like the world. You're not to talk like the world. If you're living your life strive for strive just like the world is, you haven't been conformed to this book right here. You're not conformed to the Word of God right here. If the Word, if the world, let me, let me just say this. If the world tells you you need to act this way, the world tells you you need to wear this, do this. Look at the lifestyle of that person that's telling you, well, this is the way you're supposed to act. This is the way you're supposed to be. I, I'm supposed to do that. Look at the lifestyle of those that's pointing their finger at you and say, hey, this is the way you're supposed to live. And there's nowhere in the Bible that says that if you got a hold of God's word and God says don't do that, don't do that. Don't conform to the world. Don't get conformed in what the world wants you to do. When it comes to COVID, when it comes to dress, when it comes to uh, 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 this racial thing going on, they don't even have Bible to back their stuff up with. You say, well, you have Bible. I'm sure there's in the Bible what God says you're to do. You're not to live the lifestyle of the world. Especially young people, they're living the lifestyle of this world. You're not to live this type of lifestyle. There's, there's the cares of this world I'm through with, and, and I'm tired of being a, a, condemned, a condemnation of this world, and I don't want to be conformed to this world. There's craftiness in this world. 1 Corinthians 3.19, For the wisdom of this world is foolish, foolishness. With God, for it is written, He taketh the wise in his own craftiness. What is the wisdom of this world? That's the foolishness to God. I, I will tell you, I, I want you to uh, tell you there's 
no God up there to come and say there's no God, there's nobody to answer to, and you can do this and you can do that. Uh, it, let me just say the atheists will tell you there's no such thing as God. Well, I have to tell them there is a God. If you're trying to say there's not a God, I would put more faith in God. If, and let me just say this. If there was not a God, then atheists not a problem. But there is a God, atheists have a problem. And I believe that God is more of a uh, more looking down. If atheists said there's no such thing as God, they better be on the watch out because there is a God. If God didn't believe in the atheist, if God didn't believe there was an atheist, they wouldn't even be here to begin with. Amen. They don't believe in God. The wisdom of this world, billions and billions and billions of years ago, two dust balls were rolling around and hitting each other, and boom, and there we were in a little mud puddle as a tadpole. <laughs> we, 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 we had this thought, if I believe it, I can achieve it. And it became a frog. Came out of there as a frog, and man, here we are today. That's the wisdom of this world. And let me just say, ain't that just plum foolishness? And that's what the world thinks. That's, and let me just say, tell you, those kids that are in school, mom and dad, you better make sure that when your kids go to school, that when they start to hammer this in their mind and make them think that this is what happened to them, you ought to just set them correctly. That's not the Word of God. This so-called science is no good. It's foolishness to God. God said it's foolishness. Billions and billions and billions years ago, boom, there I was in a mud pile. No. God created us in his image. I didn't come out of no mud and I didn't swing from no tree either. Amen. I may have done it when I was a kid, but I didn't do it when I was four I was born. There's craftiness in this world. There's corruption in this world. Amen. Ephesians 2, 2 says, Worry in the times past, you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, which we were among also. We had all had our conversations in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. I'll tell you, we're, we're supposed to combat this world. It's a warfare. It's a warfare. Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the, the rulers of this darkness of the world, against the spiritual weakness in the high places. You know that your job as a child of God, you have to combat the world. You are to have a stand against it. We wrestle not against the, the mindset of this world. It's a fight. What do we do? We fight with. What do we fight with? Well, you fight with the Word of God. God has given you all the ammunition you need to fight against this world, to stand against this world, and He's telling you, hey, you're going to have a battle in this world. You're going to have to fight for your, your rights. You're going to have to fight for the things that you go for. But I'm telling you, I'm tired of it, and I'm fed up with it. I'm ready to check out. Can I tell you, you can't carry nothing out of this world? 1 Timothy 6 and 7, For we brought nothing in in this world, 
and as a certain will carry nothing out of this world. I have been to funerals. People will come by and put money in the coffin. If it was a lot of money, I would have went by and tried to take it out. They don't need it. They can't use it. There, I read this article. This man died, and his favorite team was Pittsburgh Steelers. He died during the season. Joe is living it. And what they did, they took him out of the coffin. This is literally they did. They took him out of the coffin. They set him in a reclining chair, put his uh, 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 Pittsburgh Steelers jersey on him, put some sunglasses on him. He was kicked back and had a, 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 a bottle of Chabonet or something laid on the side of him right there sitting back there. And they said, don't he look good? Sure he is living. No, I'm telling you, you're dead. You're not taking anything out of this world. I know somebody was buried with their Cadillac because they loved it so much they dug a hole big enough to put them and their Cadillac in there. You can't take nothing out of this world. You didn't, you, you're going to go out just like you came in with nothing. Um, they're going to put clothes on you, praise God. You can't carry nothing out. There's compromise in this world. Second Timothy 4.10 For demons have forsaken me having loved this present world. This world, can I give you some good news? Jesus is going to correct everything wrong about this world. Revelation 11 and 15 And the seventh angel sounded and there was a great voice in heaven saying the kingdom of this world kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of Christ and he shall reign forever and ever the Lord Jesus Christ is coming to correct this world one day he's coming back on a white horse uh, and there ain't nothing that it ain't gonna be no he ain't gonna be no Democrat he ain't gonna be no Republican he's coming to set things right that everything this world has gone wrong he's coming back to set everything right amen We have been compromised in this world for too long as children of God. He's coming back to correct this thing today. I'm telling you, this world ain't my home. I'm, I'm, I'm so fed up with everything that's going on in this world. And I'm just like everybody else. Come quickly, Lord, even come so quickly. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You know, you can get so burdened down in this world with the cares and burdens of this world, and, and it'd be good ones. I mean, talk, every one of us get burdened down with the burdens in our families. When you start adding other families and other people in your life, it, it wears you down. It gets you to the point you're just about ready to give up. You just, I can't do it no more. I can't carry it no more. That's why we don't need to learn to cast our cares on the Lord, for He cares for you. But I, I'm telling you, if your mindset is on this world, something's wrong with you. If, if everything you're looking for is in this world, something's wrong with you. If, if you're holding on to this world, something's wrong with you. As a child of God, you may have to live in this world, but the Bible says you'll be separated. He said, come out from among them. 
Set your affections on things above, not the things on the earth. And that, that home there should be what your mindset is every day. I get up in the morning and say, thank you, Lord, for the next breath I give. But, Lord, it might be the day I get to go home today. Don't put everything you want into this world because I'm telling you, it's not going to be around long. When he comes back, it's over. It's said and done. So I said all that to say this. I said everything what I hate about this world. Let me say some things that I like about my home. My home. I have a reservation in my home. You're born again, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have a reservation in your home that I, 1 Peter 1, 4 says, to inheritance and incorruptible, undefilable, that they fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. You have a reservation. I have a reservation in that world. Nor do I have claim to fame in this world. I don't lay hold of nothing in this world. My name ain't on many things in this world. I got no fame. I got no fortune. But let me tell you what. My name is where it needs to be in the Lamb's Book of Life. I have a reservation. I know where I'm going. And someday I'm going to cash in on that reservation. He's waiting for him. I'm waiting to see him. Don't put your faith in this world because it's not your home. I'm so tired of these people running around in the streets and having the parades, pointing their sins in the face of God and fingering the face of God. Look at us. Look what we do. Look, I, I am tired of this. I'm tired of it. I, I get fed up. I don't, I don't like to watch TV no more. I don't like watching news no more because I'm tired of it. But I, I, I thank and say, Lord, thank you. It, it burns me down that what we see is going on in our country today. It, it, it burns me down because those people don't realize there is a God. He's coming back and he's going to have judgment on this world. And if they don't know him, they're going to be in a lake of fire for eternity. It burns me down. I get worried about them. My own family, I get worried about them. I can't even seem to point them. But let me just tell you, I've got a reservation that nobody can cancel. Amen. The devil might try to get me to cancel that reservation. Nah, uh, I didn't pay for that reservation. <laughs> I didn't have to purchase a ticket for it. It was paid for me at the cross of Calvary. I went to the altar. I said, Lord, forgive me my sins. Wash me whiter than snow. He says, when you wash me whiter than snow, he says, I have logged your name and reservation, the land's book of life. I've got your place. I've inherited the things of heaven. I'm not inheriting nothing down here. I don't want nothing down here. Everything I got in my affections on heaven right now. I'm looking forward to that day. Come quickly. Come quickly. Do you have a reservation? Do you have a reservation? Yes. 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 I don't know. I don't know if I do or not. I haven't checked my checkbook to see if I paid for one. <laughs> my wife didn't make one, so I know I didn't make one. <laughs> Amen. I have a reservation in my home over there. Praise the Lord. I praise the praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to seeing my Redeemer. 
in my home. If you read Revelations 4 and 5, first thing that John talks about, he says, I see a throne. There's one sitting on the throne. And they're all worshiping him. They're all shouting. They're all praising him. They're all giving him the glory. You know why this world don't hold a lot of attraction for me as a child of God? Because the one I love is not in this world. He's in that world. That's why my affections in that world. I love Jesus for what he did for me. He set me free from the sins of my past. He said, I've gone to prepare a place. I'm waiting for it. My Redeemer lives there, and I can't wait to get to that home. This world, all they do is mock our Savior. They cuss the name of our Savior. They make fun of his people today. This world ain't my home. I'm going to a place where they lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to a place where they'll praise and glorify him for what he's done. I'm, I'm going to a place where everybody's going to praise Jesus. They're not going to mock his name. They're not going to cuss his name. They're not going to make fun of him. Let me tell you, I am looking forward to going home. There's nothing in this world for me. You know, the problem is, you, these songs they sing today, it's not about heaven. Those old songs, when they sung, it's about heaven. It's talking about Jesus. But nowadays, it's all about me. 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 What we're trying to do, <laughs> This is what people are trying to do. This is what Christians do. They find the things they like in this world and they try to project it to that world. Well, I love doing this, so when I get to heaven, I'm going to be fishing in the river of life. I'm going to catch me some bass. I'm going to sit back and I'm, do, I'm going to be out on a golf course, swing the golf course because I love golf, so therefore it must be up there. Your, good, your, 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 your favorite dog, Fifi, can I tell you this? Ain't going to be there. Ain't going to be there. I, I'm telling you, we got the mindset that we try to take the things that we like in the world and try to make them the, our home in heaven. That's what it's not going to be like. We're not going to be doing that. We're not going to be sitting on the front sport rocking back in our chair and, and, and sitting around smoking our stuff. We're not going to be doing that. We're not going to be having fun like that. Well, the Bible says we're going to be around the throne of Jesus Christ, worship Him and praise Him throughout eternity. We're going to give Him the glory. I'm not taking nothing from Him. If you like so much stuff in this world and you try to transport it to that world, you'll never make it. Let go of this world. Because nothing in this world is going with you. Like I said, you came in with nothing, you're leaving with nothing. Check it out. Check it out. I, I, I've got a reservation. I have a redeemer that I'm looking forward to. But can I tell you, I got some family. I got some family that I'm wanting to see. I've got family, not just blood family, but I've got a lot of family. You're born again, child of God, you're, we're in the family. That's why we call each other brothers and sisters. Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. 
Paul said the whole family is over there. Everybody, I know some great people of God, some great preachers and old time preachers that preach the word of God. They've gone on to be with the Lord now. And I'm telling you, when I get there, I've got family members and loved ones that I want to see in heaven. We're all going to be together around the throne of Jesus. So stop getting so wrapped up in this world. I know that we have to minister in this world, but set your affections on the things above. Don't get wrapped up in the things. Can I say this? You will live longer in that world than you will in this world. That world's for eternity. This world is just for a vapor, just for uh, a season. You're not here that long. I'm ashamed of the times that I had let this world take the presence in my life. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on the things that matters the most, and the world is not that. Help us to focus on the things that we need to see more every day. If I get up in the morning and my mindset is on the Lord, my mindset is going on home, I I keep thinking about the glory world, that's where my mind's going to be at all day long. If I get up in the morning thinking about the cares of this world, what I have to face, what I've got to do, I'll forget about the Word of God. I'll forget applying the Word of God in my life. But I'll get up in the morning and thank the Lord as soon as my feet hit the ground. Thank you, Lord. My mindset's on Him. I'm putting my affections on Him. I'm thinking about going home. I'm waiting to go home. I'm thinking maybe this just may be the day I check out and I'll cash in on my reservation. So when I do, don't come crying around me. Laid out there, don't come, oh no, I'm just going to have him put a sign on there. He has received his reservation. Hope to see you there. Hope to see you there. He said the family of God's going to be there. What a, can you imagine that? Can, can you just really see this? All those that you know that are born again and has gone on, that you love and they've gone on, and they're going to be there. You walk down them streets and there they are, all your loved ones. I got a little granddaughter over there. I'm waiting to see again. My dad is there. I'm waiting to see again. I'm telling you. I've got more over there than I got over here. Now, I, I love this world. I love, I love my family. I love the people in this world. I love my church family. But let me tell you what, it's not going to hold me back. If God says, come now, I'm coming. Y'all just have to deal with, deal with it and live without me. Amen. I'm gone. I am gone. I'm checking out. I'm telling you. This world is not my home. And if this world is not my home, then I'm not going to claim it. I'm not going to say it's where I live. No. My reservation. The world said we were just passing through. We're strangers. We're pilgrims heading to a far country. And that's what I'm doing, heading to a far country. I don't know about you, but I think that's just good. Don't let the world dictate to you what you think and how you act and what you're supposed to say or do. Let the Word of God and apply it to your life. If you got this word, you take this word and you put it in your life every day, you'll get closer to him than you ever thought you could. 
You, apply, you take this. You say, well, I, I, don't, I, I don't read that much. You don't take much. You start reading a very few verses. And you'll find that when you start reading a few verses, next thing you know, you're reading chapters. Because you can't put it down. And when you start reading, you get to thinking about heaven. You get to thinking about the things of God. You say, I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to check out. I had a lady tell me one time she worked for hospice. So there was a woman dying. They knew she was dying. And they, they watched over. And she was watching there. She was in the room with the one the lady passed. She hadn't said nothing in a couple of weeks. She's laying there. And they know the time was short. She's getting ready to check out. And that lady, that, that nurse, that hospital care nurse said that she was sitting there. And she was watching her. And all of a sudden, she opened her eyes. And she opened her eyes. And she looked over the corner and said, what are you doing here? I'm supposed to be going to heaven. And she closed her eyes and died. It, she, said, she said it impacted her so much she had to take a couple of weeks off because it weighed on her. This woman thought she was going to heaven. This woman had planned her life to go to heaven. Then when she opened her eyes and looked at the corner and said, What are you doing here? I'm supposed to be going to heaven. How many Christians are going to be the same way? What are you doing here? I'm supposed to be going to heaven. We had a preacher friend that I was down in Florida. He, he passed away. His wife was in assisted living. And several times I called and said, She's going. She's, she's going. But every time we go, she seemed like she was happy. And uh, finally, she's getting ready to go. She looked up. And she, there's nobody in the room. She, she looked up and says, her husband's name was Matthew. She, she said, Matthew, you ain't the one supposed to come and get me. I'm waiting for Jesus. So you just go on back and send Jesus. I tell you. I'm waiting on Jesus. I'm waiting for Jesus to come and take me home. This world is not my home. I'm not claiming it. Let us stand.